1: Welcome to Go For It, I am your host, Paul in, And for the next 90 minutes, we're gonna be talking sports and having fun doing it. All your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. Woo! You know what, folks? I just rushed in here, ran in here to the studio, a little bit behind. I'm out of breath. Woo! But anyway, great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. We're going to talk all things week one of the National Football League. Also, one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit show, The Haves and the Have Nots. actor Philip Boyd will be joining us. And we're going to talk to Philip. About everything, haves and have nots, his Atlanta Falcons, and so much more. And also, eight fifteen, Philip will be taking live calls. So if you got questions for Philip, boy, jump on the line six four six, seven two seven three zero, seven zero, that's six four six seven two seven. 3070. So again, Philip Boyd will be taking calls at 8 15. And if you have a question for my man, Philip Boyd, AKA Brandon from the haves and the have nots, please, please jump on the line 646 727 3070. Let's get right down to it. And as we go throughout the course of the show, we're going to talk RG3. We might have seen the last of him. Carson Wentz, oh, what a debut. And and so much more. So much to get to, so little time to get there. Let's go start what we saw last night. Out there in Buffalo, Bruce Smith gets his jersey retired. Buffalo Bills won 0 1. 0 1, excuse me. The New York Jets 0 1. Both teams. You know, coming into that particular game, you got the Jets coming off a tough loft to the Bengals. You got the Bills who couldn't muster up much offense against the Ravens. So both of these teams came into this game needing this win, needing this W, needing to get off, to get off, to get off. Needing to do that. And so you look at it. And you look at the Buffalo Bills now. They made a move to that. You, you know, firing an offensive coordinator. Greg Roman, he's done. Gone. bye. And, you know, is it a panic move? I'm not sure. But I look at last night's football game. Oh to me, last night's football game was a byproduct of that defense. The Jets were able to go up and down the field on that. They were able to go short, long, run the ball with Matt Forte, over 100 yards, three touchdowns. To me, last night's football game was not about the Buffalo Bills offense. Week one may have been about that offense, but this game was about the defense. And the defense came up small. Small. And so – I mean, the Jets' ability to get the ball up and down the field was was big time. I mean, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 374 yards. Matt Forte, over 100 yards. Well, at 100 yards. Three touchdowns. Becker, 126. Marshall, 101. A new way, 92. So they they really got it done almost – About 500 yards worth of total offense last night. 500 yards. 493 to be exact. Darn near 500. And so last night to me wasn't about what the offense did, but they didn't really look all that great. Kind of up and down, a little inconsistent. But last night was about that defense. And that defense's inability to stop the Bills. I mean, stop the Jets. And I look at the Jets. I mean, you look at this offense. I mean, Matt Forte is your running back. He can do some things. Brandon Marshall's big time. Eric Decker ain't bad. A new way is showing some things. And if Ryan Fitzpatrick, can continue to play at a decent level. He was good last year. He was real good last year. And if he and the Buffalo Bills can continue to play this type of offense, now they're not going to put up 37 points every week. That's not going to happen. But offensively, this team can be explosive. If Matt Forte continues to ball out, it can be explosive. If Fitzpatrick can, can continue to get the ball down the field the way he has done thus far this season, it can be successful. Now, week one, just okay. You know, not very good at week one. But okay. But had his team in position to win? Play well. At least the team did. But you look at the Bengals, who they lost to, that's a Super Bowl-caliber team, in my opinion. But you look at yesterday, 24 for 34, 374 yards, three, excuse me, no, one touchdown. But he had the team on the move throughout that whole football game. And the Jets really, you know, here's what I'll say about the Jets. And I know it's early, We're only two games in, a whole heck of a lot of football to be played. A lot of football. But if I look at the Jets right now, defensively, they bring a lot to the table. You know, obviously there's Revis. Obviously there's Mo Wilkerson on that uh, front four. There's a decent defense there in New York with the Jets. Now, the Jets can continue playing decent to big-time defense. And Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to – or let's just say duplicates the numbers that he had last season. They were good. They were really good. 31 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. They were good. Jets could be a playoff team. And who knows? I know Jimmy G, Jimmy Garofalo was good against – the Arizona Cardinals and the Patriots look good against the Arizona Cardinals. But at the same time, and I know the Patriots do have three home games, three straight home games. But Jimmy G, he's new to this thing. He's new. If the Jets can continue to get decent quarterback play, defense continues to play well. And the Patriots. Who knows? I mean, Jimmy G got up to a great start, but that could week two could be different. Week three could be different. Week four could be different. I mean, let's let's not get excited off of one game. It was a good game. I mean, you did it without Brady, you did it without Gronk. You balled out, but the Dolphins are coming off a loss. The Texans won in week one. He might be playing a desperate Buffalo team week four. And they fired their offensive coordinator, Greg Roman. So who knows? Maybe, you know, sometimes firings tend to spur a team on. Can can be the motivation to to get the team right back on track. Maybe that's what could happen here with the Buffalo Bills. Maybe the firing of Greg Roman can, you know, uh, uh, help this team can put this team in position to possibly turn this season around and have the level of success that possibly I thought they would have in 2016. It was a stab in the dark, I think, on some level. And after two weeks, it doesn't look good. And so it's – it's it's obviously, you go 0-2 in the NFL – It's not good. History has shown that it's not a good look when you go 0 2. It, it's not. It changes, man. It, it changes. 0 2 teams have hard times making playoffs. 0 2 teams have a hard time making playoffs. So, right now, at this point in time, it's a tough deal. It's a tough deal right now. The deck is stacked. Against, the deck, excuse me, is stacked against. these 0 2 teams. 0 and 2 teams have a rough time. A rough time making the playoffs. But the Buffalo Bills have to find a way to be a little more consistent on the defensive side of the ball to be a little more consistent on the offensive side of the ball. they got to find a way to do it. You must do it. So out of – since 1990, since they expanded the playoffs, only 23 out of of the 204 teams that started off 0-2 have made the postseason. So 23 out of the 204 teams to start, 0-2 have made the playoffs. That's something for you to think about. 23 out of 204. So that tells you that 0-2 is most definitely not a good look. That tells you that 0-2 if you're going 0-2 at this point, you could be in trouble. And the Buffalo Bills at this point might be in trouble. But I, I will say that there, there's 14 games left. A lot of football to be played. So I'm not ready, prepared. I'm not sticking a fork in the Buffalo Bills at this point in time. But I will say... The battle is gonna be a little tougher than they were. It's gonna be a little harder than it was yesterday when they were 0-1. Let's look at the next few games. Let's look at the next four. Arizona at home. Arizona's a good football team. At New England, it's no brady there, still Jimmy G. At the Rams. And we saw the Rams on Monday night, and they were pretty putrid, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They were awful. And then you got the San Francisco 49ers at home. So their next four games, they can most definitely win two of them, and they could easily win three, three of the next, th- next four. They can easily win three of the next four. So it's not completely a wash in Buffalo. Is there some issues at this point in time? Sure. But is it something they can't overcome? They can overcome it. Will they overcome it? I guess it might be the better question. And it doesn't look good, but they, there is some talent on that football team. Tyrod Taylor, I believe, has some talent. LeSean McCoy has some talent. Sammy Watkins has some talent. They got some defensive talent as well. So I, I feel like this team can turn it around. I feel like Rex Ryan can right this ship, and I think he can get this thing turned around. We see it. We'll see if he actually does turn this thing around. I think he can get it turned around. We'll see if he if it will get turned around. And time will be to judge it out for sure. But let's go around the league. I mean. We saw a lot of interesting things yesterday, last week, I should say. And I think one of the most interesting things we've seen is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles in his debut. I mean, Carson Wentz for the Philadelphia Eagles, he balled out 22 for 37, two touchdowns. And to me, the most important number, the most important number of Carson Wentz's debut. No turnovers. It was an O, oh, excellent interception line. No fumbles, no nothing. A clean football game. Actually, he had two fumbles. But it was a clean football game, a clean game for Carson Wentz. And, and he played big time football. He's a rookie. Played a half of preseason. And he came out there, man, and and he showed the Philadelphia uh, fan base. He showed the league that he might be something. He fumbled two times but didn't lose any of them. But he showed the league that he might be something. He played some big-time football for the Philadelphia Eagles. Granted, it was against the Cleveland Browns but he still played big-time football. He's a rookie. He only played a half of preseason football. And he came out, you know, and and, and played some spectacular football, man. I mean, really played some spectacular football. And the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, here's the thing. Obviously, he's a rookie, and, and we've seen over the years, Ryan Leaf, he won his first start you know we Philadelphia Bobby Hoyne he got off to you know he got some starts there and what he he had a game where he was a what what was that that game against the um the Cincinnati Bengals where he was 313 yards and four touchdowns I mean Bobby Hoyne had the Philadelphia fan base going crazy Bobby Hoyne had, you know, had many believe that, you know, this guy was going to be the future of Philadelphia in terms of the quarterback. So it's like one game. So let's, let's not, you know, go too crazy. I mean, be excited. Have a level of happiness. You know, clap your hands. You know, enjoy it. But at the same time, understand that it's only one game understand that this NFL thing is a marathon and not a sprint understand that there's still a lot of football to be played and, and there's still defensive coordinators out there who are planning and scheming and, and 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 you know looking at that tape and coming up with with game plans of some sort to stop Carson Wentz. It looked good, man. I I can't, the kid looked poised. He he looked like he belonged. He he really did. And I can't take anything away from his performance. He looked like he belonged. That wasn't a, a, a rookie. He had veteran poise out there. He most definitely looked like he did this before on the NFL level. I mean, it don't look like a rookie. But I will say this. It's only one. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So he's got 15 more times to do this. And here's my thing. I look at the Cowboys, you know, and and the Giants and the Redskins. You watch them all this weekend. None of those football teams look ultra-impressive. I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and a lot of people – I'm not saying the Eagles had huge expectations coming into this year with Sam Bradford as the quarterback, but a lot of people scaled back. Whatever they had for the Eagles, win total-wise, they scaled that back after Sam Bradford was traded to Minnesota. So whatever, whatever they saw, whatever they saw, and the Philadelphia Eagles was scaled back after the Bradford trade. So if you had eight for Philadelphia with Bradford, you probably took that down to five with Wentz. So I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. If you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, defensively, they look pretty good. They look like they can get after the quarterback a little bit. They they look good. Granted, is the Cleveland Browns, but defensively they look good. If this Philadelphia Eagle football team can get big-time play out of Carson Wentz, and I'm not talking 22 for 37, 278 yards and two touchdowns, I'm not talking that at all. I'm talking if you look at that 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 interception line if that's staying at zero if he's not turning the football over with the way this defense possibly could play this year you can make an argument that the philadelphia eagles could in fact win the nfc east i mean we've seen week one of the nfc east And week one was weak. Week one in the NFC East was, in fact, weak. Wasn't good at all. So here's the thing. I'm not expecting Carson Wentz to have those type of numbers. Week in and week out, I'm not expecting that. I don't think anybody is. But if he can, again, protect the football, don't put his defense and his team in precarious positions in bad positions, if he can do that, then the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion, could possibly win the NFC East. That's just my opinion. Now, again, because you look at Carson, uh, Kirk Cousins, in Washington, very unimpress, very unimpressive, uh, very unimpressive, just not impressive at all. Not impressive, unimpressive. You look at Dak Prescott, in Dallas. Mh. You look at the Giants. Mh. You know, it it wasn't exciting. So, I'm not going to sit here and say the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East at this point in time. I said the Redskins at the beginning of the year, I'm going to stick with the Redskins. But, and it's a big but, Kim Kardashian, but, J-Lo, but, but, defense plays well. Carson Wentz doesn't turn the football over. Who knows what could happen? That's all I'm going to say. And I'll leave it right there. Be happy in Philadelphia. Be slightly excited. But be cautiously, you know, be a little cautious too. Be Be cautiously optimistic. How about that? Let's go to RG3. Well, Rg three got himself a second chance, had himself another chance in Cleveland, and you know week one wasn't that great. You know, wasn't that great. Um, but rg three, what's what's plagued rg three over the years is 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 his inability to avoid the big hit. You know, it, 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 Russell Wilson, for example. Russell Wilson finds a way to avoid the big hit. He moves around, he runs, he scrambles. He he does a lot of things with his legs. But Russell Wilson doesn't take the big hits. He doesn't take the big hits. And Russell Wilson is a big dude. Not big at all. And obviously RG3 is not a big guy either. But RG3 wanted to take on a safety Jalen Mills from the Philadelphia Eagles, RG3, trying to be Earl Campbell, and now fractured a bone in his left shoulder. And he's now gone. He's not going to be available to at least week eight. So, with that being said, Josh McCown is in for the Browns. If Josh McCown comes in, plays well, RG3 is not going to get another opportunity. He's not. not Unless in the midst of Josh McCown playing well, he gets hurt. But if Josh McCown comes in, stays healthy, plays well, well, then RG3 is probably not going to get the job back. So with that being said, this this little second chance for RG3 in Cleveland might be over. Because the Browns, they don't look very good. So it, And they're playing in a tough division. Steelers are good, Ravens are good, and the Bengals are good. They're playing in a tough division, a very tough division. So if you look at that, if you look at that, playing in that tough division, not being a very good football team, being a young football team, a, a team in rebuild mode, retool mode, if you will. If you look at this football team, they're obviously going to be bad. As we said, they're going to be bad. So the chances of them picking high are pretty good. And the chances of them. Drafting a quarterback is probably pretty good as well. Deshaun Watson might be on the bill for the Cleveland Browns. This is a team that's had issues with quarterbacks, whether it's couch. I mean, quarterbacks that you pick high, whether it's couch, who you picked number one back in '98, whether it's '99, excuse me, whether it's Um, Brandon Whedon, who you picked in the first round. Whether it's, you know, Johnny Manziel, who you picked in the first round. And Johnny Manziel, flamed out. Brandon Whedon, flamed out. RG3 at this point, probably has, it's it's probably done at Cleveland. And I was hoping, wishing, hoping and wishing that RG3 could take advantage of this second chance. I was hoping that RG3 could have a level of success. I was hoping that he would have that level of success in Cleveland. I really was. I mean, I was hoping that RG3 could turn back the clock to his rookie year where he had 20 touchdowns and five interceptions where he led the Washington Redskins to the playoffs and to a division title. I was wishing that RG3 would be back. That dude would be back. And it didn't happen. RG3 didn't happen. That dude didn't happen. I was hoping for it. I was wishing for it. I'm not going to say I prayed for it because I didn't. <laughs> but that was the next thing usually when you say that, hoping, and wishing, and praying. But I wasn't praying for it. But I was hoping RG3 would be that guy. But he wasn't. And I think at this point in time, we have probably seen the last of RG3 in Cleveland. And furthermore, This is a quarterback star of league, so I can't say what I came to my head because I was going to say we may not see him again, but we'll see him again. He'll get another opportunity, but it might not be as a starter. And that's crazy when you think about how he started. So all you guys, love it, Carson Wentz, after week one, RG3 gave you a whole year of greatness, and he flamed out. After that, we're going to bring in a guy who has sustained greatness over the years. Let's bring him in now. Hall of Famer Willie Roth. Willie. Yes, Paul. How are you? Good. You know, about RGT,
2: you, you know, they talk more about RGT and off the field stuff and his uh, personal life more than they did on the field. And, you know, it's a shame the, 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 as high as he was drafted, the expectations, as good an athlete he was. You know, you, I heard Dell Green say some things about him. He was... So hyped up, and it was all in a star, and had all them Gatorade and, and Subway, all them endorsements, and was making all that money before he before he stepped on the field. Another thing I think that was to his demise was the relationship he had with Daniel Snyder, using his private jet and doing and the stuff that he was doing with the with the owner. You just don't do that with with your with your players, and and and, and he hadn't played yet, so. You know, I mean, it's like they built him up to, to, for him to fail. But you know, after that and all the money he was making, did he? Did, did, I don't. Did, I don't think he
1: cares, Paul. I don't really think he cares about playing football no more. So you you feel like I that RG three doesn't really want it anymore at this point. I don't think he's wanting it since he was in
2: Pittsburgh and in, uh, in Washington. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't like a guy that wants it. He wants to be an NFL player. He wants to. He likes. He likes walking around uh, saying he's a player. But does he really want to play football anymore? I don't think all the shots he's taking. I mean, you got to stand for all the shots he's taken and and and, and 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 I just don't see him having any confidence anymore to even be a good football player. I think his confidence is shot, and I think he's just going through the motions. I don't really think he wants to play football.
1: He wants to collect the check. It but he doesn't want to play football. So, in your opinion, based off of what we've seen out of RG3, obviously the injury situation this year, the injuries over the past few seasons, have we seen the last of RG3 as a starting quarterback in the National Football League?
2: I think he'll have a chance to be a backup and he's going to sign with somebody for uh, close to the minimum. If they sign him, I mean, I mean, and, and I look at it now with that baggage. Somebody's got to want to sign him. True. Sure. So, uh, I don't know who, who's it's going to take a special team to sign him because it's kind of like I hate to say it. I'm not going to compare him to Johnny Manziel, but RG three comes with some baggage now, and you know he in and, 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 and Washington. You tell me if I'm mistaken. They say that locker room was divided. And RG3 was walking around with an attitude and everything that happened when he was in, in Washington because he thought he should have been a starter. And, obviously, he shouldn't have been a starter. Obviously, you know, I don't think – I don't know how mature he is, but it's just like um, when I went I, when, when, with, out with, with Ricky Williams when, I, when he came out. Ricky had a great year in Texas, and everybody was hyping him up. And, I mean, on TV he got the award, and he was wearing – uh, Duke Walker's jersey and all that stuff. But when he got to the Saints, he got that contract, R- Ricky was very immature. He wasn't ready for the NFL. And then he got a chance to go to Miami and redeem himself, and he played good up there. And he had a good year to in 2000 before he got hurt. He rushed for like 1,000 yards.
1: But, you know, other than that, you know, Ricky was not ready for the NFL. So was it wasn't almost too much too soon. I mean, he, he came out of the gate big time like you said, all the advertisements, all the endorsements, all that stuff coming at him. And it seemed like he got too focused on RG3, the brand, instead of RG3, the football player. So it wasn't just too, it's just too much too soon, pretty much. You
2: got but you, you just said it. You got to be a football player. Most people, especially through my time, were the football player before it was the brand. You got to prove yourself on the field. Rg3 had a good rookie year. He, lay, I think, rg3 wore his body out. I hate to say it. He, he got. Remember, he had two knee injuries in one in college. I think that rookie year took a lot out of rg3. And, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, he hasn't been the same player, you know, as far as accuracy and everything since his rookie year. Every time he stepped on the field, he just doesn't look like he's he's an NFL quarterback. He doesn't look like. He's ready to play NFL quarterback anymore. I just, it's just, I I don't know. I don't know if it's a mental thing, a block with him, but I think you saw the best of RG3 his rookie year.
1: I would agree with you. I mean, it seemed like, obviously, after that injury in the playoffs against Seattle where everybody thought Mike Shanahan should have took him out, I I thought that was it. That was pretty much the best of RG3, and that was, that, that was it. And he tried to rush back. You know, you remember remember that rookie season at the end during the offseason, he had like a documentary talking about, you know, him coming back and, and, and trying to come on back and rehab and things of that nature. And he came back. He played that first game against the Eagles, but he was not ready. You saw it. He totally was not prepared to play week one that following season after that knee injury. And I think he rushed back, not before RG3, the football player, but I think he rushed back for RG3, the brand. And that can get you in a lot of trouble. And you look at his rookie year, he took a lot of shots, man. He took a lot, a lot of shots. Lot of shot. And it wasn't I mean, like took- like you look at Russell Wilson. He runs too, but he finds a way not to get hit. He finds a way to not to take the big hit. And RG3 has not figured that out. I mean – In that particular situation where he got hurt, he probably could have ran out of bounds, but he didn't. And and so now he's done. Probably, I don't think he gets another opportunity. Well, here's the thing. Maybe he does. He gets another chance to end the year. But I think Cleveland, obviously, they're not going to be pretty good. They're not going to be good at all. So they're going to go for a quarterback in next year's draft, and they're going to figure it out there. We'll see if they can get it right. I mean, it's crazy. I would have never have thought after the start that he got off, that he got off to, that he would be in this position. That's just crazy. Crazy. Here today, gone tomorrow.
2: Yeah, but but but, but also you can't, you can't, and, and for him to put that coach in that situation, like I said, I mean, they give all three another chance. You know, you can't, you can't, go and, and you just got married two years ago and then you leave your little wife and, and you turn on T M Z and they're talking about he filed for divorce finally and he's got a little baby and he's been with this girl since high school whenever and 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 he meets this girl on on the on the whatever the on the internet and, and now he leaves his wife for? Her. You know, it's just I mean I think he was sheltered or, or I don't know Paul. You know I mean you, you, you can't do that. And you put, and now you put the team, you put the coach in a bad situation because he's 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 got a brand new job. He's trying to be a 1st first head coach, and they done made RG the, three the franchise player. And now look at this mess.
1: So they took they took a chance, and obviously it failed. Well, at this point, well, it's it failed because it's, his season probably is over. Well, no, he not. Well, no, no he's on IR, but he can come back, Paul. They can bring no, him back. No, he can come back. But I don't think he's going to get another shot. I think Cleveland's going to go in a different direction in terms of next year. They're going to go for a different quarterback. The guy cannot stay healthy. Well,
2: I I I think when he comes back, he will have another chance. Uh, I think he will have another chance to 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 play again, though. I do think that.
1: We'll see. I mean, I, I think he'll get another chance to back up. I mean, moving forward, but
2: Yeah, but we'll they, they paid him a lot of money. What's he making this year, Paul? I mean, he's going to take a drastic pay cut next year. Nobody's going to pay him more than right around the
1: minimum. I, what's he making, $6, $7, 8000000 this year? I don't know what his contract is off, off my head, but I know it. I know it's not that bad. I know it's not that big.
2: Paul, he it's signed a two-year big. deal, I think, for about $10 $12 million, million. He got a nice deal.
1: He got he got a two year fifteen million dollar deal, huh. six mil guaranteed. So he's making three point five million, million dollars. This year. Yeah. That's not bad. I I didn't think it was that high actually. Yeah. He got paid. He got a good deal for this year. He did. He got decent money. But again, I, I just feel like I think the Browns are gonna go in a different direction after this year. I think we've seen the last of RG3 in Cleveland. He'll get another chance. He'll, man, he might play again this year, but I think the Browns are most definitely going to get themselves a different quarterback in 26, uh, 27, 2017, I should say. So they're going to get a different quarterback in 2017. We'll see what that quarterback looks like. We're talking the Hall of Famer, Willie and Willie, we, we saw Colin Kaepernick continue on with the protest. We've seen players around the league putting their fists up. We've seen other players taking seats as well. Philadelphia Eagles will also, some members of the Philadelphia Eagles will be also taking a knee or so, doing some type of thing to support Colin Kaepernick. Willie, really, this is growing. How big can this get?
2: I don't know. And then you have the the female, the, 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 the soccer player uh it was a it was an Ameri- it was a, a USA game versus China, something friendly and and she took a knee uh do through, through the game. So um uh, you know, I I think it's gonna continue. I don't know I think the NBA is gonna try to deal with this issue before it hits basketball season. You know, I think it continues during football season. I think they're just gonna try to not talk about it as much. So you know to take away from it if they keep showing it. So if, if I'm if I'm if I'm looking if I'm Roger Goodell and I'm the NFL. Then I'm trying to not talk about it and not show it on TV. If it doesn't get any exposure and they keep doing it, you know people can see it in the stadium, but if they don't see it on TV then nobody sees it. So I think the NFL is going to try to probably just just back away from it and not talk about it because you know I mean that you take a knee so many times. You
1: mean? I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's it's a big because story. I mean, more than that, Paul. I mean, if you look at if you look at the 49ers, right? I mean, everybody at this point is watching what's going on with the national anthem because they want to see what Kaepernick is going to do. Is he going to sit? Is he going? Is he going to stand this time? I mean, what's he going to do? And I think everybody, I know, I was watching for it. And I was watching to see who else was doing it. And, I, you know, you saw the Rams players putting the fist up. You saw some Rams players with the fist up. You saw Kaepernick and, and Eric Reed sitting side by side, you know, taking that knee. I mean, here's the thing. This is great for them in terms of bringing attention to their calls. But like we discussed before, I, I'm interested to see what's next. I know Kaepernick says he's going to put up a mill. I know other guys have said they're going to put up some money, so I mean we'll see where this goes. But I mean, if they feel like they have a cause here and their cause is worthy, and, and I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a wrong, I don't think it's a bad cause here. I mean, this is a, this is if you feel like your people are oppressed, if if you feel and you're risking something here. So to me, I mean, I, I got to applaud it, and I think anybody who hates it or loves it. They also have to applaud it because they're risking something. Yeah, th-
2: yeah, they're risking something. They're risking their career and everything. And 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 and, and then, um, you know, I, I just think at some point, I mean, are, are you going to do it the whole football season? You know, you know, I mean, uh, so, so I'm just trying to figure out. There's got to be another other than not standing for the national anthem. Eventually, there has to be another 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 layer of this, and we know Colin's giving money in some of the things that he he's already said he's going to do. So, um, you know, I'm just thinking there's got to be another layer to it after you know after this, because if you know if you, and, if you don't stand for the national anthem, I mean, how many times are you not going to do it? And then what's next?
1: And that that the what next is going to be interesting. That's going to define this whole movement the what next. But I think I think the NBA, I, I think it's going to be a lot of players doing it. I think there's going to be a lot of players doing it in the NBA. I really do. And I think this thing is going to continue to grow and grow and grow. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Only thing that can stop it is sponsorship. You know, some of the sponsors start having issues with this. But I feel like this issue is so divided, and it's not – one I mean it's kind of you get a mixed bag you get a lot of people who are for it and a lot of people who are against it so if you're a sponsor you are put you're in a difficult position there because you got a lot of people that's for it and a lot of people that's against it so I feel like as the sponsors are probably going to just let it go as well because I think there's just too much going on both sides I mean there's too much support on both sides so man, this is this is going to be interesting to see how it turns and, out. And there's the a next... lot of layers
2: to it. I mean, you have the woman that's just standing up because it's about you know uh, uh, the LGB the LGB community, the that community. You have people standing up about violence, you know, with with the officers. You have people just standing up, and, uh, you know, not taking a knee because of uh, you know blacks in America over the years. So, so it's so many different facets to what different people are doing. Uh, you know, so many different reasons because they can say they're doing it for so many different reasons. So that's, that's where, you know, where it's difficult. Everybody's got their own, uh, reason for, for, for taking knee, an and It is different in all different ways.
1: For sure. For sure. should be, Like you said, the next, I think it's going to define what this whole situation looks like. I, I really do. The next is going to be interesting and we'll see what that next will be. We're talking to hall of famer, Willie Rolfe and Willie you look at the Patriots Jimmy Garofalo they go into Arizona without Brady without Gronk and they find a way to beat a very good Arizona Cardinal football team moving forward I mean they got three home games left well three home games the next three games are at home and then after that Brady comes back hypothetically let's play a hypothetical Jimmy Garofalo wins all four of these games and plays decent football in all four of these games. Does he keep the job in your opinion?
2: No, he doesn't keep the job. You know, he played good. The kids got some got some composure. Now I will say this: he will be the quarterback of the future for them. But uh, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna sw- you know the, the boat's gonna swim or sink with. Uh, still flew to sink with uh, Tom Brady and until until they don't think Tom Brady has any gas left in the tank, uh, that's going to be Tom Brady's job.
1: Okay, I mean, that's, I I agree with you. I mean, you can't replace Tom Brady, no matter how good Jimmy Garofalo plays. But I mean, I, I, it, it'd be interesting. I mean, so let me ask you this. They go 4-0 with Jimmy G. Brady comes back let's just say they lose the next two, Brady doesn't look that great. Do you think possibly Belichick makes a move then? Well, then they
2: start the conversation. You know, if Brady doesn't look good, and and, and in the preseason games, some of the preseason games, you know, they got after him a little bit. You know, I think think they're probably thinking that Brady has another one or two years left in the tank. You know, when he hits getting close to 40, then it's time to make a move. What is he, 37 right now? So I think... he's 30 uh, you know, 38. 38? So I'm thinking it's a two-year plan with Brady. If, I, if, look, if I'm looking at the way Belichick's thinking, you got 38, 39. I think... I think I Excuse me, 39. Got a year he's too. 39. He's 39. So I think Brady's got a year or two left. This one next year, maybe next year, and then it's, 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 they got to make a move. When he hits 40... They got to make a move, and, and I think uh, we'll see how he holds up this year. But uh, the kid did play good. The kid kept his composure in a tough atmosphere, going to going to play a Arizona team. People are predicting to go to the Super Bowl, and uh, I, I, I think this kid's got a lot of potential. So, but I, it's still Brady's done so much up there, and he's been so he's so beloved. Uh, you know, you, you can't you can't take it from you can't take the job from Questionably, the greatest quarterback to ever do it. Uh, he's going. He's going to walk out of there, and 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 you know they don't want him to wear another uniform, so they're going to keep Tom Brady happy, and and he You know, I'll, I'll say he's got a year or two left in him.
1: We're talking a Hall of Famer, Willie Rofen and Willie. In Philadelphia, we saw the debut of Carson Wentz, twenty-two for thirty-seven, two hundred and seventy-eight yards, two touchdowns. In a debut game, first game in the National Football League. Let me ask you this. You played in the league a long time. You've been around a lot of quarterbacks. How difficult, put into words how difficult it is to start as a rookie in the National Football League, any position, but especially the quarterback position.
2: I mean, that's that's tough. That's tough. I mean, you know, he's only had the off-season program, And uh, you know the end of the offseason to even prepare, and then he has to get out there and play. Um, He showed a lot of composure. Uh, He played great. He moved around when he needed to move around. Uh, So, like I said, um, uh, if he, it's only one game, and 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 if if you don't look, can you pull up, Paul? didn't Cam Newton have a great game, his first game out the box? I can't remember. Kim Newton, but I
1: think Cam took for a very like good four game. touchdowns.
3: Huh?
1: Yeah, he had, a, he had a very good game. I know exactly he the game like you're talking touchdowns. about. He played big time football in that game.
2: Big time. He threw for like four or five touchdowns. So, I, it's, you know, it's one game. It's, it's, it's a great time for him. But he's going to go through some growing pains this year. You know he is. You know that somebody's going to get after him. And, uh, you know, but that, that's a great sign for him. Uh, you know, so my hat's off to him. Maybe Philly's got a franchise quarterback. They haven't had one since, uh, since uh, Donovan McNabb left, so hopefully they found him a franchise quarterback. And when you find one of those guys like that,
1: you might be able to ride him for, for 10, 12, 13 years. And in his debut, Cam Newton, 24 for 37, 422 yards and two touchdowns. And a loss, mm-hmm. and a loss in his debut, similar, but it was big similar, time. similar numbers, similar numbers. Uh, they, they were big, they yards. were solid numbers. But let me ask you this. The the NFL is a sprint, I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Ryan Leaf actually won his debut game. So, I mean, we, we I think we can get excited. A, I mean, we can get be happy, clap our hands a little bit. But we got to be, I think, cautiously optimistic because it is just one game. But it looks like he has the tools, but it's only one game. And we don't have one RG3. Th- RG I mean, that was. He, well, he well, had he's a not tremendous
2: run around like RG3. Now, this is what you got to look at it, Paul. Watch his progression and watch as he develops. If he can sit back there and start reading those defenses. And look off those safeties, and, and and gets better when they start blitzing and trying to confuse him. If he if he does that, and he and he and he and he's smart about that, then you got yourself a quarterback. It's all about understanding those defenses, the coverages, knowing what to do, the hot ride. You know that's why being is so good now. Being knows they they they, they, they figured you out. They'll find a weak spot, and Pittsburgh will exploit you the whole game. That's why Belichick and those the guys are so good. They find a weakness and they exploit it, and 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 and. You know, once he learns how to do that, and he learns how to read those defenses and stuff, and that, that'll make him—that'll make him a great quarterback. And and like you said, if he's off to that start, and he can understand and read those defenses and and pick them apart, then then he, then, that, then he has a chance to be special.
1: We'll see. We'll most definitely see. Anything surprised you? Shocked you in week one?
2: I was surprised how good the Saints' offense looked. The way they looked in the preseason and, 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 and I and the way that the line was going through some problems, um, they really came out and played real good football. Tehran played that game. You know, anytime you score thirty points at home like that, you should win the game. And their defense gave up and in and, and, and uh the Cooks and uh Sneed look like they're gonna be real good the receivers, the receiving core and uh they gotta run the ball better. But I was surprised, uh I was surprised how well the Saints played and uh, should've won that game against the the Raiders. Everybody expected the Raiders to be better this year, but I was surprised uh, how well the Saints uh, played in that football game.
1: Does it get better in New Orleans? I mean, defensively, it looked like it's going to be a struggle.
2: Well, they got, well, hopefully they they come up with schemes and and the guys were trying. It wasn't a lack of effort. You know, they were trying hard and um, you know you know they, they lost that D tackle, the first round pick, they broke his fibula, so he'll be coming back. So, you know, I, 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 as long as they got Drew Brees and they can if, – if they establish the run, probably you see the guy, the teams that establish the run and, and run and play action, you know, you're going to be successful. I mean, yeah, it's, they turn it into a passing league, but you still have to run the ball to keep keep these keep these defenses honest. You know, you're not going to throw the ball if you can't run the ball because they're just going to crowd the box on you. So um, – if they can continue to get better and run the ball, I think they'll, they'll be all right. I think the combination with the line uh, was pretty good. They, they got very lucky and got uh, Jahari Evans back, who, who they had cut, and he got cut by Seattle and they signed him back the week, uh, the week of the season. You know, and he knew he knows the system, so they got real lucky with getting Jahari Evans back, who's been a, who's been uh, one of the best guards to ever ever wear a uniform down there, and uh, he played well.
1: You're talking about Sheldon Rankins, the DT, uh, first-round first pick for the, uh, uh, the Saints who was out with the fibula. So, I mean, it looks like they'll be able to score. So, I mean, at least while they could be bad, they might be able to score. How about your Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, down that whole football game, Alex Smith putting up some big-time numbers. I mean, you got to be happy about what the Chiefs did. That was a huge surprise. The Chiefs coming back to win that game down 21-3
2: in the third quarter. I was flying back, and then they came back and won that game the way they wanted. And over time, I know the Chiefs fans were really excited. We're looking forward to going down there a couple of weeks from now uh, when the Chiefs play the Jets. And Tony Richardson, uh, one of the best fullbacks to ever play, uh the game will go in the ring of honor. And uh, he works for the Jets now and uh, it's gonna, we're going to have a good time
1: and uh, looking forward to going to that game. Sounds good. Willie, as you're talking to you, man, wish you nothing but the best of luck. Let's do it again. Thank you. Take care. Hall of Famer, Willie Roth, giving, you know, giving his take on RG3. Hot take on RG3. Giving his take on Colin Kaepernick and all the interesting things going on in the National Football League. A lot of, a lot of the, the league is, is fun. I mean, NFL is great, man. and It's great. It's great. I mean, you know, we, we could talk about the Kaepernick and, and the whole situation. And to me, don't get me wrong, I, I, think, it's, I think it's great, not good, great, when guys are, are, are taking chances and risking their money their money, their opportunity, their situation to help out others. Because Colin Kaepernick doesn't have to help out anybody. He's good. You don't have to worry about anybody, you don't have to help anybody. I mean, Brandon Marshall for the Denver Broncos lost sponsorship, lost endorsements. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that at all. I mean, the Rams players putting the fist up in the air, Eric Reid taking a knee. Philadelphia Eagle players talking about taking these. None of these guys have to do it. They don't. They don't. So, with that being said, for me, like, like I said, the Willie, you can hate it and love it. But at the end of the day, you gotta say to yourself, you gotta say, you know what? I may not agree with this. I may think it's wrong. I may think it's it, it's stupid. I may think it's all those things. I may think it's all those things. But at the same time, I gotta give these guys credit. I personally wouldn't do it. This way, I may go about it a little differently, but I don't have a problem with it, man. I, I don't have a problem with it. I think, you know, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing of this whole thing. We, we want our athletes to to stand. We want our athletes to stand up for causes and be active in communities and, and do all these things. We want that from our athletes. That's what we want. We want them to be active in the community. We want them to be to, to, to be speaking on certain issues. We want them to be all those things until what they do disagrees with what your political position is or, or, or what your thoughts, what your ideas, what your opinions are. And honestly, you know, if you look at social media, in my opinion, like people, they want to hear your opinion when it's the popular opinion. But the moment that the opinion is not popular is the moment that people chastise that person, is the moment that people come after that person because their opinion does not match the opinion of popular culture. So whether you hate Kaepernick, love Kaepernick, I think you have to say by him taking a chance of risking his money, you should applaud it. The second hour go for it starts right now.
3: Hello and welcome to Go For It, Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out East, though. I will say that. The Knicks... Hello and welcome to Go For It, Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out East, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. The Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but... That it doesn't, doesn't mean it. anything in the playoffs, Time When the playoffs come, <laughs> it doesn't bro. mean anything. I, uh, was trying to throw you, know I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, <laughs> too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones, well, we know that, you know, we know that you can kept married women. We've seen... You You, you have a pedigree. <laughs> We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around, you. I just don't know what you're capable of. Come, Come on, now. Come <laughs> on, now. That's all right. That's not right. <laughs> That's called butter.
4: All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're you. very, very good at your
3: job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> Second hour, go for it.
1: Starting right now, in this hour, we're expected to be joined by one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit season. Season, I should say, hit, I can't even talk, hit series. The haves and the have nots, actor actor Philip Boyd, who will be joining us. Philip will be taking live calls at 8.15. So make sure you get on the line around 8.15 so you can get in and talk to my man, PB, Phillip Boyd. So he'll be joining us in the next few moments. Going to talk about his Atlanta Falcons, who uh, played last week. against gets the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, I look at the Atlanta Falcons football team, and this is a team over the years have had struggles. Smith lost his job because they had struggles. Dan Quinn is in. They got up to a 6-0 start last year. And then they fell apart, fell apart. So I'm interested to see what the Falcons are gonna be this year. I think Matty Ice might be on the clock, you know, four years since they made the playoffs. Last time they made the playoffs was 2012 where they made it to the conference, uh, where they made it to the NFC Championship game. So we'll see what happens. But back to back to uh, Kaepernick and that, and that whole situation. I, I just feel like, man, it's it, – it's, I, I think that whole situation has brought the 49ers together. You saw how they played week one. And I think moving forward, this uh, San Francisco 49er team is going to be unified, galvanized, and, and we'll see where it takes them. But this – Which might have been this thing that, which might have been a distraction we thought on the outside, I think has been something that has brought this team together. We had Jeremy Curley on last week, and he said pretty much, This is not a distraction. We are not distracted by this. And so they played like a team that was not distracted. Kelly had those boys playing some very, very good football. So we'll see where the 49ers go from the here, and we'll see this whole thing. We'll see. As Willie Rose said, and I think it's very important, I like what they're doing. I like you know these guys out here and, and risking their, their livelihood for others the way I see it. But I will say this. I, I'm interested to see what is next when we come back. We're going to be joined by one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hits TV show, on on the Haves and the Have Nots. You're listening to Go For It on Block Talk
3: Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It, Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out East, though. I will say that the Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat, and the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but. It doesn't see. mean anything in the playoffs time. When the playoffs time, it doesn't <laughs> mean anything. Uh, I was trying to throw you. you know what? I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist <laughs> too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that you know. We know that you can tempt marry women. We've seen you, you. You have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around too. I man, just don't know man. what you're Come capable on on. Come on now. Come <laughs> on now. That's all right. That's not Rocky. Right. <laughs> That's called butter.
4: All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're Thanks. very, very good
3: at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> and we're back.
1: Go for it. Talking sports. Having fun doing it. We're about to bring in a guy now, doing big things on Tyler Perry's hit show, The Haves and the Have-Nots. They just wrapped up another great season, had a great finale, great show. It was exciting. It was fun. And we're going to talk to this man about it. Let's bring him in now. One of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit show, The Haves and the Have-Nots, actor Philip Boyd. Philip. Paul, what's up, buddy? How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Philip. Last time we saw you on the Haves and the Have Nots, you were taking a beat down, man. You were, uh, Candy cane was giving you a nice little beat down.
0: Yeah, because Brandon survived. Lost his wits about it, man. Uh, Brandon. Um, He left left his gun with David, and then he didn't have a gun to defend himself with, and I don't think he could defend himself against that anyway.
1: (laughs) It is very difficult to defend himself against that, especially a woman scorned.
0: Oh, man, don't even tell me about it. I just got married. (laughs) So you know about that all too well. Man, no, my wife is fantastic,
1: man. She's great. So... Talk about this season, man. I mean, a lot of twists and turns for Brandon. I mean, it, it seemed like Brandon was trying to get away and go off and, and go back to wherever he came from. But talk about the character Brandon this season.
0: Okay, well, he wasn't in it a lot this season. You know, after he kind of took Candace's money, he had to go in hiding for a little bit. Um, That's not to say that next season, He's going to be back in full force, though. <laughs> I'm just so, going to tell you that it's going to be wild next year.
1: Wild. So you're predicting it already. It's, it's wild. It's going to be wild. Man, we've already filmed it. Okay. All right. So you guys stay, like, what, one or two seasons ahead?
0: We're one season ahead right now.
1: One season ahead. Okay. All right. Yeah so next season your role is going to be wild uh this the show
0: is going to be wild i mean it was pretty wild this year and then next year you kind of come in and and uh yeah brandon's in the middle of getting his beat down <laughs> and then and then uh it kind of goes crazy after that
1: i'm interested man because it's already crazy can it get crazier I mean, can it get crazier than it already
0: is? Yeah, I mean, each season we go into the show and we're like, what the heck is in his head? Because we thought last season was all as far as you could go, but then you come back and it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, it, it gets nuts, man. I know that uh, some of the storylines get really crazy. There's there's like explosions,
1: and just all kind of stuff, man. So are you guys shooting... The season after that already at this point? Are you shooting at this point or when do you guys start shooting? again? No,
0: I don't think we're going to go back until like February of next year Okay, to start shooting the next season. All right. So, so uh, we got a little time off, which is great. All right. We have other projects
1: coming up, you know? Yeah, you you got a project out there, another project out there, yeah. and lawfully yours. Talk about that.
0: Man, that was one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, We went down to Regent University and filmed this beautiful romantic comedy called In Lawfully Yours, starring Chelsea Crisp, Corbin Burnson, Mary Lou Henner, uh, Joe Williamson, and myself. And, you know, we did it on a shoestring budget, and actually the school, Regent University, helped us out during the filming. And it's one of their first feature films that has made it to, you know, Netflix, Vudu, iTunes, Amazon, And I couldn't be more happy with it, man. Have you seen it yet? I have not. I have not. Oh, man. Well, we had a big screening. We had last week. They flew us down to Virginia. And Regent University hosted us, the actors. And uh, about 900 people attended the premiere of it. And I got to tell you, man, it's one of those films that is really a good film. It's one of those films that you'll laugh at, you'll cry in. And
1: I couldn't be more happier the way it turned out. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, so you got that going on. What else is going on with Philip Boyd? Well, there's a couple of things in the works. Uh,
0: Nothing that I can really say just yet because we haven't started filming just yet, but supposed to be doing a movie in October. So I'm getting kind of ready for that.
1: Okay. All right. So you're a busy man.
0: Busy man. Busy, busy, busy. And as we all know, business is good in your business. Yeah, I've been so busy that I haven't even gotten a chance to really watch any football yet. I mean, I watched a little bit of the San Francisco uh, LA game, and then I don't want to talk about my Falcons this year. Uh, (laughs) That's going to be tough. We got the hardest schedule in football, and we got no secondary.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough out there in Atlanta. But let me ask you this: you got a defensive-minded coach in Dan Quinn. When's he going to get it right?
0: I don't know, man. I, I don't know who, who's to blame or what's the blame or even where to begin. I just know we're playing a bunch of hard teams this year, and it's going to be rough. It's going to be one of those where I have to switch switch cheering maybe for the, uh, I don't know, Arizona Cardinals or something.
1: <laughs> you can't do that. You got to stay loyal to your boys. Yeah, gonna... Let me ask you this. Is Matty right. Ice on the clock? I mean, the, the the Falcons have not made the playoffs since 2012. Matty Ice wasn't very good last year. I mean, is he on the clock? He's 31 years old. Clock? He's on the block. <laughs>
3: he's
1: on the chopping block, I think, man.
3: Really?
0: I, I think so. I mean, I think that if he doesn't produce this year, then it's going to be hard to give him another season.
1: It, it might be. That's in my own it, it personal opinion. But you look I at mean, like a Obi lot of money or something. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: You no, know, we spent a lot of money on Julio Jones this year, and that's a great matchup, but we gotta
1: produce, man. This is the production business. If you don't produce, you don't stick around. But let me ask you this. That's like good. especially after You know, you get to the NFC Championship game there in 2012. You you, you kind of fall apart. You get off to a great start. You fall apart. The 49ers ultimately win and get to the Super Bowl. But are you shocked that that those Falcons teams did not win an NFL title or at least get to the Super Bowl? No, I'm not. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I'm not. I mean, I don't know how to say it, man. We. I think what, last time we went to the Super Bowl, we had Jerry Glanville as head coach. Is that right?
1: You had um, Dan Reeves.
0: Dan Reeves. That's right. Before that, we had Jerry Glanville.
1: Yes.
0: Oh. Huh. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I don't know what to say about it. I just think we get so close. It was like. You know, I kind of equate it to, like, what the Braves did. You know, the Braves were in the championship series, like, all the time. And I think they won, what, one World Series?
1: One, yeah, 95.
0: They were there for, like, 14 years in a row.
1: (laughs) You couldn't do it. So, are you cursed? Is is Atlanta cursed?
0: I think Atlanta
1: needs to break that curse
0: if it is a curse. Uh maybe maybe they're getting a new stadium. So maybe when they get a new stadium
1: they'll uh they'll come around. Maybe. Just maybe. I mean I yeah, mean maybe you across. can go into the locker room and give some type of pet talk. I mean talk to the Falcons, talk to the Braves.
0: I need to do something, man. I tell you what, I got my I've got a cousin of mine. He's a defensive coordinator coordinator now for the Florida Gators. Okay. Uh maybe he needs to sure. get in there and uh, shake it up a little bit because he took Mississippi State's team uh, a couple of years back and made them a contender. They had the best defense in college football. And then this year, or last year, he took the Florida Gators to the SEC championship game, which they didn't win, but
1: they looked good this year. So so maybe, maybe that is the trick. I mean, maybe, is, maybe that's what they need in Atlanta, to maybe shake things up.
0: Well, I thought we were gonna do that with Dan Quinn.
1: <laughs> not enough. we Well, give us some time. Football. Give us
0: right. some time. We we have to revisit this next year, though, because I already even um, talk about this year.
1: So to be tough. the thing is, the thing with the Falcons is okay. And I know you said Matty Ice is not on the clock; he is on the block, but. <laughs> would would we agree, can we agree, that in terms of quarterback, Matty Ice is in the top, you know, he's in the top 15. He's probably a top 15 quarterback, probably. It's hard I to get better than top 15. I would agree That's with hard on that.
0: I agree with you. I mean, listen, the numbers are there. It's just we're not scoring. He, showed, he, I mean, throws, he throws, what, like 400 yards
1: a game or something like that? The, the numbers, I mean, the yardage is is good over the years. I mean, I believe it was, what 4,500 yards last year for Matty Ice. And, and you know, so that the, sure. the yardage is good. Okay. I, I agree with you 100%. Well, know. to be exact, 4,591. 21 touchdowns but those 16 interceptions man that's 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 tough that hurts and i know you know your boys got off to that 6 and 0 start last year but let's let's go back to that when they got off to that 6 and 0 start did you think possibly playoffs for the atlanta falcons Oh, without
0: a doubt. I was so excited about that. I think we talked about that. I was, I was like predicting Falcons to go what? 12 and four.
1: I think it was 12 and four. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had to eat crow on
1: that (laughs) one. A whole heck of a lot of crow. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit show, The Haves and the Have Nots. Actor Philip Boyd. So let me ask you this: You don't. Just so we're clear, you don't see the Atlanta Falcons making the playoffs in 2016.
0: My clearest answer is no. We will not make it to the playoffs.
1: Fair enough. How can you say that after week one? Have you seen our schedule? Have you seen our schedule? It's tough. It's not easy this most All let's right. go through it let's go through it let's, let's do the exercise of going through it and maybe you can predict the wins and losses for the atlanta falcons in 2016 you ready i'm ready let's do it okay at the raiders
0: i think we got the raiders
1: so that's a win that's a win. One and one.
0: Even at the Saints. Favored. Even the open favored.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> at the Saints. Oh, we're losing that one. Okay. I mean the Saints don't really have a great defense, but okay. All right, so we're one and two at this point.
0: Carolina
1: yep. and Atlanta. Oh
0: uh where we got a chance of
1: winning that one okay 1 and 3 okay no so you said they they're going to win yeah okay 2 and 2 at this point after 4 weeks the Atlanta Falcons are 2 and 2 according to Phillip Boyd let me ask you this now you got at Denver lost Two and three at this point. At Seattle. Another loss. Two and four at this point. San Diego in Atlanta.
0: I think we got a chance to get
1: that one. We're going to win that one. Okay. Three and four. Packers in Atlanta. That's a loss. Three and five at the midway point of the season. Yep. Three and five at the midway point. At Tampa Bay. That's a loss. Three and six. At yep. Philadelphia. We're going to win that one. Okay. Four and six. You're not beating my boys. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. You're not beating my boys. No. Who's that? <laughs> My eagles, you're not beating my eagles. All
0: right, all right. I have to mess. But it we'll see. Give you a private bet on that one, then.
1: For sure, for sure. So we're four and six at that point. Yep. Arizona. In Atlanta. Ooh. Cardinals look good this year. Yeah. Well, they lost to the to the Patriots, but I mean, they don't look bad. They're, I think they're still going to be a good football team. I think we lose that one. Four and seven.
0: Wow. Yep. Yep. Kansas City in Atlanta. We win that one.
1: Who's that? Five and seven. Yep. At the Rams.
0: We, we win that one.
1: Six and seven. San Francisco at home.
0: Well, uh, We'll probably lose that one. Six and eight.
1: At Carolina. Yep lost six and nine saints in atlanta
0: we win that one
1: okay so that's seven and nine so seven and nine yeah okay seven and nine it is so we're going to put you down for seven and nine for the atlanta falcons we're talking to okay. one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit show, "The Haves and the Have Nots," actor Philip Boyd. Philip, let me ask you this now: You just got Go married, man. Talk about it. Yeah, man.
0: So excited about that. I uh, I met this girl, Polina, and when I first met her, I knew that she was the one. It was a love at first sight. When you know, you know. <laughs> just. You know, she, we went to Paris for her birthday and I proposed to her in Paris two days before her birthday. Cause I couldn't wait. I just had to do it. And it's been awesome, man. I never, to be honest with you, I never thought I was going to get married. I never thought I was the kind of guy to get married, but then I met her and it was it. I was done. So was,
1: I mean, how long were you guys together before you got married?
0: God, four months.
1: Okay. All right. That's quick.
0: But I, but I knew after a week. Really?
1: Oh, yeah. So after one week, you knew you were. this was it. You were done. This was the person. This was the love of your life. This was forever. Yeah.
0: You know how sometimes people just come into your life, man, and you're like, you wonder why their place there i i without a doubt i know this person was placed in my life to be there for me
1: really oh, that, without that's, a doubt. that's that's special man and me for her <laughs> so paulina paulina right
0: yeah p o l i n a
1: so did you think about me a little bit when you when you got with her you know i'm paul I mean, Paulina, did you think yeah, about I, that at all, I, I the connection?
3: Thinking, yeah,
0: I, I was thinking about how you and your girl, you know, were talking about me in bed one night. I was like, eh, you know what? <laughs> That's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> but you, but you can tell your wife now to be rest assured that I'm a, I'm a taken man, all right?
1: Okay. Oh, thank goodness. Woo! I saw what you could Woo! do on with, with, uh, the haves and have nots. Yeah, man. So let, let's do this. We're, we're, you ready to take a call? You got somebody calling in for me? Yeah, we got we got somebody. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Caller, Hello. you're on the line. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello.
4: Hello. Hi. How are you? I can hear you.
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
4: I'm well how's everything
0: things are great how about
4: you i did i actually did watch your um new movie that you did unlawfully okay. yours it was excellent oh thank you just so wa- much i just wanted to know which role did you like doing better that one or the one with the have and the have nots
0: oh i love the role in the haves and the have Nots. that's a fun okay, role. okay.
4: and how is it working with tyler perry
0: it is a joy. It is it is something I wish upon every person in Hollywood to be able to to work with him. He's uh he's got such a vision and he know knows what he wants, and he's he's such a spiritual and inspirational person to be around. It just does nothing but lift you up as a person.
4: Oh okay. Now just another question: Are you a Christian? Because you're in that movie. It's a Christian based movie. I just was curious. <laughs>
0: It's a faith based movie and I, I don't I don't talk about my uh about my religion or I, I don't basically not, not none of your
3: business. It. None of your just, business.
0: <laughs> let's no, I, let's move on.
4: No, okay. no problem. I just wanted to know. It was an excellent movie though. I did enjoy it.
0: Thank you so so much. It had a good message to it.
4: It really did. That's why I was just inquiring. I got gotcha. Um, that's that it. it? <laughs> Thank you, thank you for your call, call. Thank, thank you for your call. call. Thank, thank you, you so much bye bye
1: bye bye so, so Phil, let me ask you this now obviously so much is going on with you man you're married you're acting I mean you're doing a lot of great things in Hollywood at this point in time. Where do you see yourself in terms of an, as an actor where are you, where are you in terms of your craft
0: I'm still learning. I'm still trying to do the best I can at every job that I get offered or that I have a chance to audition for. I think there's a lot of room to grow. So I just take everything one day at a time and work as hard as I can. And hopefully one day we'll get to to the place where
3: I'm not having to audition anymore.
1: Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, man.
0: Can you hear me? Hello, hello.
1: I think we're having some technical difficulties with trying to get those straightened out. Okay. Let's see if we can get those straightened out. We still have Philip on the line. Yes, sir. Philip, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, we got had a little disconnect, had a little issues there. But we, we were talking about you in terms of your craft and where you are at this point.
0: Yeah. So I think it's it's one of those things where I'm always learning. I think to be an actor, you're always learning and growing and trying to do better. And so right now I'm still in that process of learning and, and trying to figure it all out.
1: And, and you're working you and you're doing to- some big things, man. And, and I'm expecting big things from you moving forward. Fans, make sure you check this man out on Twitter at Philip K Boy. Also go to his website, Philipboyd.net and support all the great things going on with actor Philip Boyd and wish this man well as he's newly married now and he's walked down that aisle. Good luck to you, man. It's <laughs> rough, but I think you'll get it done. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for the call, man.
0: Appreciate it. Take care. You too, man. Have a great weekend.
1: You too. All right, buddy. Bye. Actor. Philip Boyd, and we thank him for joining us. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash begin, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter at Go4K. For, for everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a great weekend. See you later. Take care.